Yes, when I graduated, the recession hit. Oh. So literally the month we graduated, everything tanked a month later. Mm. So everyone in my <laughs> degree that graduated couldn't get jobs. They were actually laying off like 50% of architectural firms, design firms. And there was like a few people that actually got to go into the mm. career and they were working like 80 hour weeks trying to do three people's work right. as an entry mm -hmm. level position. Um, and it was tough because I remember I was like, this is so frustrating. Like, how are you supposed to get past? So it was an interesting time. Right. So because of that, I was like, okay, well then fine. I'm just going to start my own business. <laughs> Same business, different day. Welcome back to the Same Business, Different Day podcast. I am your host, Zeke Corley, recording as usual from the famous film hub here in Vista, California. Of course, our show shines the spotlight on the many entrepreneurs that are paving the way city to city, state to state, and even internationally. We also like to talk about the various paths that took people from to become from the business owners, how they became the business owners that they are today. Now, did they study their profession in school? Did they inherit this opportunity? Did they invent something and find instant success? Our guest today is about as local as we could possibly get, but has worldwide reach. And she started this business with her father. We'll look forward to hearing about how her brainchild came to fruition. We are lucky to be joined today by the wonderful and busy Lauren Failhaber. Thank you, Zeke. Pleasure to be here. <laughs> I'm glad you're here. You got me here. Yes, yes. I'm going to have to trick you to get here, but you're here now. And, and I got you for the next 30, 45 minutes, so let's have some fun. Okay. So now we're going to talk a little bit about your early experiences that molded you to become how you, you know, got to the business person that you are today mm -hmm. before we reveal what you actually do. Um, now, where'd you grow up? In the Virgin Islands and Florida. Really? Yes. No, that's a cool story. Yeah. Like what? We're in the Virgin Islands. I had a buddy that um, used to live in St. Thomas. St. Thomas. Is that right? Yeah. So you're just I was making a that baby up now. There. Now you're just gonna just repeat no, it was everything actually, I said. Yeah. Right. <laughs> How'd you know? Um, yeah, St. Thomas, Virgin Islands. Um, that's awesome. And I was a baby there. Yeah, you don't remember and, much uh, of that experience. I don't remember too much. Okay. Um, they moved to Florida. Florida's um, cool too. I think later on a few like a year there i think i spent a year there okay so i don't really remember okay. um, but florida was fantastic yeah went through a lot of hurricanes remember that experience as a okay. child so losing power and all that kind yes, of stuff i think your like dad's told me some of these stories yeah. yeah it was interesting mm -hmm. but um yeah it was a lot of fun and then we moved to northern california 
Okay. Um, and then we hopped around up there, lived in Napa Valley. Mm-hmm. My dad worked at a winery at that point. That's why I remember that experience. But you weren't old enough to drink then. No, no. <laughs> you know, he would give us a little little sips on the side. Yeah. He always believed in, you know, try this a little bit. And it worked because we'd never went crazy when we were older. <laughs> okay, okay. So, okay. you know. That's what they should have done with me then. Maybe that would have fixed <laughs> the problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but... It, yeah, it was a lot of fun, and we always did family little adventures and um, trips on the weekends, mm-hmm. and my parents were explorers, so we'd always go and find certain things to go look at. And So, so. you kind of got, like, an education organically. You got to travel. You got to, well, you know, get drunk. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> just the normal you young know. kid thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, what kind of kid were you? I'm just kidding. Yeah, I was a very shy kid. Kid, really? Actually. I was shy around people I didn't know and at school. But and I at was, school? And at school. Okay. Yes. Very, very shy. Uh-huh. Um, and then at home, I was not. I was just outgoing and a lot of okay. work. My, okay. my mother explained to me as a strong-willed, very difficult child. <laughs> okay. Okay. So um, that was... That was kind of me. I was just kind of a pain in the ass, I think, when I was little. Like, what do, what do you mean? Okay, so you were like, what were you, what were you doing at home? You dancing around? What oh, are you doing? Yeah. Like, you... I was a little performer. So oh. we would get, me and my sisters, we would put on these full productions. We really? We would do dancing and singing. We were very outgoing to our family. How many siblings? I have two younger sisters. Younger sisters. Yes. Okay, so yeah. you were in charge then. You were probably oh, yeah. the director. I was the boss. <laughs> <laughs> so you had like, so you were putting on productions and you had them actually dressing up and, and yes. doing it with you. Yes. Really? These okay, so you elaborate. had costumes around you? Oh, you, yeah. How, how elaborate. <laughs> At one point, we started recording like two hour productions oh. where we would record our voices, like talking, music playing out, editing the music. Editing. And then we would do this full dance performance. We we were into gymnastics as well, so uh-huh. we would incorporate dance and gymnastics. It was pretty nice. And you got somebody who would sit through two hours and you guys doing it? <laughs> it was nah. mainly family. <laughs> yeah, patient family. Yes, very patient family. <laughs> That's so cool, And we though. did that to them all the time. So. so did you, I mean, do you have recordings of this? Oh, yes. Oh, my God. You're never Why would we not these. have? No, we definitely. <laughs> Thank God there was not YouTube back then. Right, right, right. But there's still an opportunity here. We can upload this stuff. I know some good camera people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was a lot of fun. So that's I'll keep great. those locked in a vault. No, that's awesome. You could use that stuff for good marketing too. So now tell me about like um, influences now, right? So you've got um, obviously your family and a very supportive family, mm-hmm. but uh, did you have folks around you that kind of taught you business at all or, or kind of helped you mature and grow up? Yeah, um, I think there was definitely a few people. Um, the business side, I feel like I learned a lot from my dad growing up because he ran a video production business. Mm, mm-hmm. So I was on, you know, set on with him a few times or mm-hmm. out on productions. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed editing and maybe that's where some of the okay. elaborate productions kind of yeah. came in because we got an opportunity to do that. And then yeah. we would film it and then we'd edit it and we'd do a full production. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah. So a lot of those things I think I might have picked up from him. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't. I don't remember having too many business entrepreneurs growing up other than that experience that okay. I maybe talked to a lot. Um, there was a lot of strong women that I had kind of as second mothers okay. that I appreciated and kind of learned to how to be a strong woman growing up through my mother and them. I love it. 
Yeah, so that and and then the other aspect of like catering to people. That was huge growing up for me. Oh, okay. Because my parents ran Bible studies my whole life. Okay. So we always hosted a number of people. They were just always at, the at house. our house. Okay. Always. Uh-huh. Like the house always had to be very clean because mm-hmm. people would just show up all the time. Yeah. And that was my parents' thing growing up. Mm-hmm. They would just entertain. They would take care of people. Mm-hmm. So I just learned how to, to be enjoy people and yeah. take care of people. Um, so did they they bring you out of the shyness when when I, those strangers came? Yeah, over? I feel like I was a little bit better because it was people I knew. Uh-huh. I guess people I don't knew didn't know is mm-hmm. when I would get a little bit more shy. Yeah, but there's nothing wrong with being a little shy. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I think I've I've had to train myself over the years to not be so shy. Depending <laughs> on what business you're in, right? Yeah, I mean, some people can can maintain that. Um, I was a shy kid. I tried telling you this know, like I last know. week and you just, yeah, absolutely. I was like, believe. whatever. <laughs> Dead serious. Me and my sister, you know, we yeah. just go to the corner or something. But, you know, one good thing about uh, the quiet folks is they're paying attention. You know what I'm saying? It's one thing to just be like shy, just like I don't like people and just stay away from me. But it's another one to do what my sister and I did, which was just go to the corner. Mm-hmm. No, thank you. Yes, ma'am. No, thank you. And then just stand in the corner and just kind of watch, mm-hmm. you know, and just be real mm-hmm. perceptive about who's around you. And uh, people watching is important in business, mm-hmm. you know, going forward. You got to figure out who's around you then you can approach them because you already know them a little bit more than they think you do (laughs) very true right yes and i think i did that a lot because i was always fascinated with people Mm -hmm. growing up and had this passion for people and understanding them and how they kind of worked and what the difference was and yeah you're right it was a lot of observation i love it child so so did you have ideas what you wanted to be when you grew up did you just want to be like your dad or did you did you think of uh, some aspirations, have yes. aspirations at, the, at that time. I We used to go and visit hotels. We wouldn't stay at them, but on these weekend trips, I remember us going to a lot of different places, hotels, museums, um, buildings, and I became fascinated with these buildings because when I would enter into the buildings, they would just, they would change your feeling. They would change mm. your mood. Okay. It would change, you know, it would just, it would change you. Like you're when talking I about the inside in. of the building. The inside, yeah. Okay. Like the design. So you'd go into the space, mm-hmm. and it and it was just jaw dropping on wow. a lot of these. Especially when we would go to hotels, I would walk, and I'm like, "This is amazing." So what are you looking at? You're looking at colors. You're looking at the whole overall design aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't necessarily one thing. It was it all put together in this cohesive space that you would walk in, and it would change your perception. It would change your mood. Mood. Yeah. Yes. I love it. And I was fascinated by that. And we would go to so many different places. And my my dad never followed rules as a child, so he would just you know go into places that said keep out, and we would just walk in <laughs> and like check things out. We weren't necessarily like he wasn't afraid of just walking into a room and checking it out. And then sure. if we were told to leave, which was very embarrassing as a child sure. too, because I was like shy and I was like, no, I don't want to mm-hmm. do anything bad. Sure, you know, because that's kind of my personality, totally yeah. the opposite. Where I'm like, I want to follow the rules and mm-hmm. I want to make sure I'm like, don't get in trouble. Yeah, and because. 
as a child, I was a little bit of a perfectionist and I wanted okay. to make sure that I was always doing the right things. Mm, not so now, was, though, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. You still have that. Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. I'm working on it. <laughs> Let's just put it that so, way. Ignoring squeals and warning lights on your car is not a good way to lower the cost of owning it. And going without essential business insurance is not a good way to save money in your business. What we know for sure is doing either will cost you more than you will save in the short and the long run. With yourinsuranceplace.com, you can trust the specialists to help maintain your cars and avoid major expenses. Business owners should look to business insurance specialists when it comes to finding competitively priced quality insurance coverage for their businesses. At yourinsuranceplace.com, we specialize in workers' compensation, general and professional liability, employment practices and cyber liability, property owner policies, and bonds for most types of businesses. Yourinsuranceplace.com knows that we can help. If you're uncovered, need to lower the cost of your current insurance, or need better coverage, we can help. Yourinsuranceplace.com has been helping businesses for close to 40 years. If you need a quote on your insurance, Call us now at 858-569-8100 or find us at yourinsuranceplace.com. We are business insurance specialists ready to help. Hi, I'm Jeff Fox, founder of Star Fox Media. We're a digital marketing and video production company that focuses on serving small businesses here in Vista, California. We have the team and all of the equipment necessary to produce, film, edit, and distribute your podcast to as many people as possible. For more information, you can reach out to us via email at info at starfox.media or give us a call at 760-385-3117. Let Star Fox Media help you tell your brand story today. North County Daily Star is the leading source for news and community information along the 78 corridor. It's free to subscribe and it is updated daily. Look for us on your mobile device or computer at ncdailystar.com. I mean, he kind of gave you um, that explorer gene, right? It's just yes. like, when, even if we're not supposed to be here, but let's go find out what's there. Yes. So I think that came out on checking out different spaces mm -hmm. that really gave a desire for me to, I want to create spaces. I love it. I want to impact people's whole mood and desire when they walk into a space. Man. And the whole vacation vibe of these hotels is like, wow, you could bring this escape to people. Yeah. We're out of there every day. They can come in and just feel like they walk in this whole new world. Man. And it was fascinating to I me. I love it. And as a child, I was like, I'm designing hotels when I get big. Wow. And that's what I wanted to do. Now, what like, age is, are we talking about? I think it started at six years old. Wow. Yeah. And I would, I would always be sketching, you know, drawings. I enjoyed, you know, artwork okay. and, you know, buildings and how I would lay things out wow. and floor plans were really interesting to me. And I was like, I, you know, I would put this here and how it would function better. Because wow. sometimes when I was walking around the spaces, I was like, that's kind of weird. I wouldn't do that. I would, mm -hmm. you know, do it this way. <laughs> so it kind of like, you know, as a functionality. Um, so I kind a of like. six year old that isn't registered at the hotel raising her hands like, excuse me, you guys want to move this sofa? <laughs> <laughs> yep, that was me. Yeah. <laughs> but I wouldn't say anything because I was shocked. Right, sure, sure, so I would like quietly be like, <laughs> mm, I wouldn't mm. do that. <laughs> Whose idea was this? <laughs> yeah. 
go home and sketch it better for him. Maybe I'll leave it under the door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love yeah. it. So did you uh, get some interior design work early on? What were your first jobs? Yeah, I went to jumping into education. I went to okay. school okay. for design because I was like, oh, well, I loved video production, um, but I also loved interior design and I was like well my I've kind of learned a little bit of that with my dad growing up so you know I don't need to go to school for that I want to go to school for this right and I went to an internship and I didn't like it (laughs) it was was at a shop a furniture shop and they would sell furniture Mm -hmm. and it was cool you know but it almost discouraged me like I was like I don't want to like if this is interior design I don't know if I want to do this oh so it was interior design it wasn't just the furniture or was it it just retail the owner was an interior designer and she part of her business was selling the furniture and then she would contract out designing spaces for them as well but I didn't see as much as that I I helped out more on the sales side of selling furniture Mm -hmm. which I didn't um like as much but that was my first experience in i guess sales was selling furniture um to clientele when they would come in and my Mm -hmm. experience into that shop yeah um so doing that i i almost talked myself out of going to school because i wanted to go to the art institute in san diego okay it's no longer there but they had a great interdesign program and architectural program and they did um, culinary there too graphic design so it wasn't like a traditional art school. When did that place go away? I I I kind of remember. Yeah, it was there for a while. I think like a few years ago they shut it down. But yeah, yeah, it was a fantastic school. But I almost Mm -hmm. talked myself out of it. Right. Oh, it's expensive. Mm -hmm. And I never wanted to put that on my parents. Okay. You know, and I knew that they wanted to pay for my college, which I was very blessed about. Sure. That I had that opportunity. But I didn't want to put that on them. I was like, oh, it's too expensive. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to just go to community college until I figure it out. Okay. And I just kept delaying and delaying, delaying. And I finally, it was like the day before. And I was like, I don't want to do community college. I hate this. This sucks. Like, okay. And my parents were like, well, what do you really want to do? And I was like, I want to go to the Art Institute in San Diego. And they're like, well, then do that. And I was like, no, no it's this, Were you still living in the Bay Area at the time? No. So this was in, I w- we were moving to San Diego when I was 12 years old. Okay. So we lived in Oceanside Vista area. Okay. Yeah. And so you had said, this is the school that I want to go to. And then what did they say? Yeah. So they're like, let's do it. Okay. So we went down, I got registered and I started, I think within the next like few weeks and, um, I loved it. And when you go to that school, you actually get a degree in, uh, bachelor's in science, not art. It's not artistic because all of the computer science programs that you have to understand. And that's what I loved. Mm -hmm. like doing AutoCAD and SketchUp and learning how to do, you know, 3D Studio Max and designing these floor plans. They even taught us how to hand draft, you know, the old school. So you'd also know both. Yeah. And floor plans just fascinated me. Laying out of facilities um, and then get to like, push it up 3D and see how that's going to look and design it. So I really had a passion for that. So that's kind of how I went in there. And, you know, I appreciate, and that's one thing I try to do for my kids. I have three little kids too. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's, my whole life's just like a shit show. Like, just, <laughs> we're running a business no, and then three kids that. and it's just like, oh my God, it's chaotic. I have that on my list to talk about for <laughs> okay. sure. But now how did school but, turn into work? Like, did you get a, a, a job yeah. that you actually liked coming out of school? Couldn't get a job actually. Okay. So that was the interesting part of it. Okay. Because um, you got the bachelor's I graduated, degree. 
Yes, when I graduated, the recession hit. Oh. So literally the month we graduated, everything tanked a month later. Mm. So everyone in my <laughs> degree that graduated couldn't get jobs. They were actually laying off like 50% of architectural firms, design firms. And there was like a few people that actually got to go into the mm. career and they were working like 80 hour weeks trying to do three people's work right. as an entry mm-hmm. level position. Um, and it was tough because I remember I was like, this is so frustrating. Like, how are you supposed to get past? So it was an interesting time. Right. So because of that, I was like, okay, well, then fine. I'm just going to start my own business. Oh, really? <laughs> Which was crazy. Like, yeah. yeah, no, this is great. <laughs> but I was like, okay, well, if I'm not, like, if I can't get a job right now, let's just try this out. You know, so. and that's so interesting, right? Because we talk about... Um, Right now, right? The mm-hmm. pandemic has mm-hmm. forced so many people out of work, first of all, but also into maybe figuring out how to create their own jobs or creating their own businesses. Mm-hmm. And you're bringing up the recession. Somebody got a calculator over there so we can figure out how old Lauren is based on that. <laughs> so during the recession, as you graduated college, um, you you said, I want to start my own. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's almost out of desperation, kind of. You, yeah. But you, you, you. So, what was it that you created? So, in college, I was a nanny. Okay. So, I worked for a few different families and I babysit. Um, and I love that. I loved kids. I love taking care of it. And mm-hmm. to me, it was like an adventure of creativity <laughs> for them as well. So, sure, like, sure. you know, I would go to their houses and we would go on like adventure walks mm. and we would do arts and crafts. And that's kind of. Um, I brought the creativity into, I think, doing things with the kids, too, which I, I enjoyed that aspect of That's it. That's great. So a lot of the families that I nannied for, they either wanted, you know, kids rooms designed or murals designed mm-hmm. for their kids. So I started with one family and I did this beautiful mural and did a whole kids room for them. And then out of that, they're like, oh, well, you got to talk to my friend. So I ended up designing residential for a lot of kids spaces at first. I love it. That's great. (laughs) Yeah. And I did that, you know, it was kind of here and there. It wasn't huge. So I did it with while I nannied as well. But did you have enough business savvy to to charge enough to make? No. And that's the big part of creatives, right? Like you have to learn that aspect. So I made, you know, I'd be like, oh, I'll just do it for this amount. And then you spend way longer. Yeah actually creating or designing and yeah. um in the end you probably made it wasn't worth you know time. like five dollars <laughs> or <laughs> yeah, something yeah, you know yeah. back then it was you know minimum wages wasn't that high so it wasn't that bad but still uh that was my first learning in uh creative work mm-hmm. and entrepreneurship the yeah entrepreneurship and struggling with how to charge in a creative business right right <laughs> right right yeah uh, you got to be making enough money to invest. That's another business lesson, guys. Yeah, <laughs> Let's, yes. uh, if you uh, can't invest it back into your business or invest it in other things so that your money's making money, then you either aren't charging enough or your service isn't worth enough. Yes, yes, exactly. Business lesson. Let's write <laughs> that one down. Yes. No, but that's great. So then um, what else were you doing after that? Or, or was it like, are, are we kind of getting to, to where we uh, reveal? Yeah. So after that, I started in the industry with my dad because he was like, okay. hey, I know you're kind of all over the place with nannies and playing around in kids' rooms. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I want to do, I partnered with someone, I want to do a feature film. 
And I would love to bring you on to do the sets for that aspect and to kind of help with that. Yes. Um, So I was like, sure, you know, I can I can kind of step in and Mm -hmm. help with that project. Sounds like a great fun thing. I love video production, too. That was always a passion as well. So I was like, let's do it. So I came on as the production manager Mm -hmm. managing the whole project, Mm -hmm. um, which was crazy because I had to teach myself how to do that. I didn't learn from anyone i just kind of had to go in i'm googling how do i how what does a production manager do Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah yeah you know and i just kind of had to figure it out as i went yes and would find forms download forms that i was supposed to do like Mm -hmm. studying okay what do i do next and so we started this feature film and i was kind of the production manager through the whole entire film. So pre-production, post, uh, during the production, post-production. And I kind of managed the whole thing and it ended up being like, uh, and through distribution, it ended up being a four to five year spread. Wow. Yeah. Through like all the distribution, the, the theatrical, re- we did like a um, grassroots theatrical release so not a standard one mm-hmm. uh, where it would four wall um, theaters and kind of do it that way but we went through that whole process and then we went through you know dvd release so over the span of like all of these releases onto the project i kind of managed it and then um it was a five-year thing so i never went back to interior design yeah. <laughs> unfortunately but you're still designing yes so i still continued designing sets Um, in the film industry so that's kind of how I pivoted and um, when we were finished with the film and during um, a director gave me an opportunity and she just trusted me and I'll always be forever grateful about that that's interesting just one step back because I'm like the question that's rolling around in my head is how much did your dad know about what you knew did he just turn around and trust you or did he say, hey, you need to be Googling and finding forms or oh, like, was he guiding you through this process? No, he just was like, because it was his first feature film, too. He was so busy he was figuring like his figuring own thing out. His own thing out. <laughs> yeah. So it was just like, here you go. Like, mm-hmm. you're in charge of this. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people did that. It was kind of a mix of um, experienced industry professionals and mm-hmm. a mix of like first time filmmakers mm-hmm. because that was our budget. And right, right, sure, like, sure. You know, just kind of whoever was interested in like wanting to help with this. Yeah, you get to be a part like, of this. Yeah. Let's just do it. Let's do it and, and we'll figure, figure it, out. it out as you go. <laughs> I love it. So, um, but then now this other director comes along and you've got, now you've got something on your resume. Yes. And then she's like, yeah, do it for me now. Yes. And she was my first client outside of the video production business. So okay. I would design sets for his business. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kept being a production manager for a lot of video productions through the years. Okay. So there was 10 years of this Okay, um, that I worked as the production manager and the set designer for the business. But yeah, this director started, she gave me a chance and she was my very first client outside of our clients. And, um, and that kind of started this funnel of working in the industry specifically as a art director, set designer, and production designer. So I love it. It, it brought everything back that I loved that I get to create these beautiful spaces. Yes. Um, that would impact even, you know, the television and and people watching content, which was kind of a different joy element to mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Um, the physical is one joy and then the 
um, this imaginary world almost mm-hmm. on camera yes. is a whole nother kind of joy to yes. me. So it's fun. Yeah, I love it. And that's that's perfect. <laughs> that's a great end to the first half of the story. So let's get into the reveal. Yes. Lauren is one of the owners of the building we are in right now, the world famous film hub. A destination spot right here in downtown Vista. You all may have heard of co-working before, but you've never seen anything like this. Not only is it a co-working space with business offices, but it also has multiple stages and studios where films and commercials are shot and podcasts are recorded. (laughs) If you have not seen it, do yourself a favor and request a tour of this incredible facility. Thanks again, so now the film hub is the future of co-working right in downtown vista get energized to go to a safe work environment that is clean and sanitized create video content live stream events and all of your marketing material in our audio and video facility come and visit us at the thank you for tuning in to the same business different day podcast if you like the way that our show sounds and looks and are interested in doing a podcast of your own send us an email Yes, we've gotten into the podcast game, producing podcasts for individuals and businesses just like you. Contact us at a different day radio at gmail.com or on IG at a different day radio. Jump into the concept of the film hub. Like like I said, this is something that people really not everybody can wrap their heads around. Like what's really going on here? Tell it. Tell us more about what's what's actually happening here. Yes, it is a creative space um, that we initially designed for content creators. Um, We wanted a space for them to come in and feel inspired. And that was where the initial, like, let's have office space, uh, desk space, Mm -hmm. people to come in, produce their best work that they've ever done here, Mm -hmm. and then have the creative facilities to do it. Right. And... To bring in the set aspect, you know, a lot of productions to have um, sets built are very costly to a production. Sure. Um, so to have standing sets on a lot of our studios or set rentals was mm-hmm. a great way to keep costs down mm-hmm. um, and have such great production value of anywhere in the facility that you can grab a quick shot for a content creator. Yeah. So that was where the idea came in. So it's a it was building a community. And that was, I think, the heart behind it is, you know, production space, standing sets, you know, there's studios that exist Mm -hmm. um, in L.A. and all over the place for that. Right. Um, But to have a heartfelt community of primarily content creators, but every business needs to produce so much content to benefit to anyone. That's very true. It is. Yeah. yeah, Because we came in as an an insurance agency. Yes. I mean, the pocket. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) But this wasn't necessarily about the insurance agency, right? It's just Mm -hmm. a a side passion, right? But there is some, some, you know, pieces of that as well. But you just make so much sense when you say that every business pretty much needs to create content. Mm -hmm. And this is a, a, a... great place to be able to do that kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. It's a turnkey place to do it. You have the professionals that are right here in the space Mm -hmm. as some of our members as well to do that for them. Mm -hmm. Um, Or they can do it themselves. So it's, it's a cool, you know, concept of a facility that can kind of handle all your needs. Mm -hmm. Um, But what's cooler is the community of people 
and the friendships yeah. that develop and the business partnerships that develop and the support right. that develops. I can and attest I think that's to that where, for sure. Yeah, I mean, that's where we met. Exactly. So it's like, yeah. you know, to have that camaraderie, especially as a business owner, there's a lot of struggles through business. Sure. And there's a lot of hurdles. And to have just those things to be like, I know that most people have no idea the struggles that I've been through you know, running a business and having kids and doing all those things. It's mm-hmm. overwhelming, but, mm-hmm. and it's hard to relate, but I feel like a lot of people that are also entrepreneurs, creative or not understand that. And there's like, right. like-minded, like, oh, you understand my frustration. <laughs> <laughs> you know right. what I mean? 100%. Which helps you get through everyday situations. hundred so, percent. Yeah. But now you just also have designed this place from yes. the ground up though. I mm-hmm. mean, like what, thought processes went into everything else that you've got going on. Cause you know, I'll be honest, like I like it. I like walking into this. That's why I tell people they should come take a tour. Right. Mm-hmm. I walk into the place and <laughs> like the six year old, the couch has moved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like there's other pieces that have changed. There's colors that are different. There's yeah. design here and there happening. And so it's all kind of moving around us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, mm-hmm. we have one room that was a, a co-working room that's turned into a full stage mm-hmm. now. And, and I just like the movement. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, how, how did you do? I mean, are you, you seriously have a passion for it to be yeah. able to just say, you know what, let's move some things. Yes, I think I get bored with spaces sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this is going to change. Yeah. And, you know, the needs change mm-hmm. as we pivot and figure out what the needs are mm-hmm. and the drastic changes through the pandemic, too. Sure. We, you also have to reinvent spaces. That's right. And I think that's where some of it was derived from, like, oh, we have to change this and pivot to how it's going to function best for our members now. Yeah. And then kind of move into that. But not every business is good at doing that, or not yeah. every business even has the capability to do mm-hmm. that, and and you guys do. And so that, I really like I really like that. I like walking yeah. in here and not knowing what might what's be different. Gonna, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or what sets are going to be yeah. built in other places. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you, and you're bringing down folks that are producing, even from Hollywood. They're coming from mm-hmm. other places where they're able to do it here, maybe less expensive or maybe just getting away from the traffic or, mm-hmm. or you know, having an ability to be in a different space. Mm-hmm. Um, what's that like? Just having people contact you from, you know, somewhere else and just saying, hey, I want to come here and shoot a commercial for a week. Yeah, yeah, it's great. And the fact that it's getting outside of San Diego is fantastic mm-hmm. because a lot of the producers from or not a lot, but it's getting traction from los angeles and Mm -hmm. people are just wanting to get out of the city and they're like let's go down in san diego and shoot yeah or in vista and they'll come and visit here we even had the um wendy's commercial that was shot here okay um for the x Games. so there's all kinds of you know big productions that get shot here all Mm -hmm. the time right um local or there's a lot of talent that's local um, so they'll come to the talent and that's why we get a lot of outside people from New York city coming in, mm. um, all different cities that will travel here to do it because their talents here. Right. So instead of the talent flying out, they, you know, send the they'll producers out. Yeah, yeah. So, and you guys have the ability and the capability to handle all of that. Too. Yes. Yeah. And we have a fantastic mm-hmm. team. Like this does not happen with me like yeah you know i lead and you know my staff is incredible like they handle so many details yeah yeah (laughs) yeah 
Yeah, so I I give so much trust and props to them because it's without those details and that um, desire to take care of people. Mm-hmm. And it is like I hire people that have a true desire to want to take care of people, right. which is my, you know, passion too. And what we built our business on is taking care of people and caring about people. Yeah, you hire so. clones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what you got to do. <laughs> yeah. You hire clones, but just for different duties. Yes, yeah, yes. They have to have the same passion, and you guys have to have the same vision going yes, forward. Exactly. Another business lesson, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, so now back to family, though. Mm-hmm. Now you have, you talked about the experience of working with your dad and all, mm-hmm. and and your dad is a part of this as well. You yes. guys came together and and just made this decision to mm-hmm. to build this place. Um, family business. Uh, I'm in a family business, yeah. right? So, and I kind of understand kind of growing up, you mm-hmm. know, with those thought processes, like, you know, you can do business on your own. Mm-hmm. Um, you can be an entrepreneur and, um, you know, family can help you get there, right? Mm-hmm. And, and you guys can do it together. And, mm-hmm. but you're, and just like with my dad, mm-hmm. your dad seems to be a great champion for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking at you and just saying, Lauren, I love your idea. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Well, isn't that like a great feeling to have just like, wait, he just believed in you that way. Yeah, it was it was kind of cool because when I sat down and presented this to um, my dad and Elias Acosta mm-hmm. um, and he was my business, my dad's business partner for the film. Another past guest. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And oh, OK. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I just I thought I'd have to like go through all of these things. And, and as soon as I told him the idea, they're like, yeah, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. let's do it. Mm-hmm. You know, this is this is perfect. Right. Um, and I and that's where the heart of the idea came from, too, was actually providing a space for them to create the content they have a desire to create. Mm-hmm. And that's what sparked the idea. Yeah. Um, was actually serving what their dreams were. Right. was kind of that initial spark. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was, you know, it just kind of unfolded from there. But yeah, so it's been fantastic to take that leap and that jump and have support to do it. And uh, it's not easy, but <laughs> working with family, there's a lot of struggles there. Sure, <laughs> sure. Seriously consider. Yeah, like, yeah. But, you know what, though? Um, I, I'm sure you have to work a lot with your dad you know, day after day and hour after hour. But when I first started in the insurance business, I still lived with my dad. You don't live with your dad, right? No. Okay. Yeah. So then we were working at the dinner table too. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Working while trying to wash the dishes, working while trying to watch TV. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, dad, I, I can't talk I can't. insurance anymore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to do this first thing in the morning. Can we wait till the morning? No, we're still talking, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. yeah. I've seen a therapist too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I've been prescribed work... a mouthpiece for grinding my teeth in my sleep. Yeah. <laughs> you work with therapy. If you work with family, see a therapist. Yeah, that's that's yeah, our another yeah. business lesson there. <laughs> There's a business lesson. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But I also uh, love your dad. And I, I love what you guys have going on here, man. I mean, it, it's amazing. Um, advice to uh, the young creatives. I, you know, I, I really I'm, I'm kind of stuck on, on what you were saying earlier. I just love the fact that you mentioned that every mm-hmm. business has to have some content created. Mm-hmm. Um, but now there are other folks, right? There's all this social media stuff. There's these influencers or people trying to be influencers. And there's a lot of money to be made, mm-hmm. you know, 
as an influencer or, or out there, you know, working the social media or, or, you know, figuring out how to work the camera. And these new iPhones are even better than before. Mm-hmm. I mean, you shoot films on these things mm-hmm. now, right? So um, just, you know, and we're not just talking about videographers or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are all kinds of creatives. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get to work with a lot of them and you mm-hmm. get to see the things that they're going through. What Do you have advice that you'd like to throw out to any of them. Yeah. Um, it's great. I've learned so much about creatives on different aspects. Right. Um, and there are. They're they're completely different in so many ways. Mm-hmm. Um, we have such a mix from ad agencies we work with to mm-hmm. video production companies and marketing companies to, you know, start uh, influencers mm-hmm. to, um, you know, the younger people just starting in the industry that are kind of figuring it out. And mm-hmm. all of those people are our clients. Right. Um, and they all operate a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. And with the younger ones, what we found is a lot of education is where we can help them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, here's are the things you need, you know, insurance, um, basic things that sure. um, creatives sometimes don't think about. Mm-hmm. Um, budget is a huge issue for <laughs> creatives. You should as, know it before getting into it. Right? Yes, <laughs> yes. And I think those are mm-hmm. things you figure out as a creative, like the amount of time you actually spend on things mm-hmm. and what you're charging is a huge like leap to get through because when you get the job sometimes you'll just take it and you're like i just need i just want to do it like i love this i have such a passion for this and you're like they're like then you only have this budget and you're like <laughs> i'm not going to make anything on this, yeah, you know yeah, yeah. and you kind of have to make the decision like do you do it you know and know that you might not make it mm-hmm. or are you going to make it and make the money and i think that's kind of that leap is you mm-hmm. have to make a decision especially when you have to support yourself mm-hmm. like how do i get from here to here right and i think the biggest thing for any kind of creative business especially as a content creator mm-hmm. is educate yourself i don't think going to school for film is important at all i think okay. you will get more as a designer, yes, school is very beneficial for me. Okay. Because I had to learn those programs and how to design and that aspect. Mm-hmm. But on the film industry, a lot of it is get on set and be a PA. Mm-hmm. That's where you're going to learn the industry. The experience. The experience. Yes. And kind of being a PA, you get put in all departments mm-hmm. and you see how it functions. And you can kind of decide what your passion is. Yeah. Um, that real world experience is way more valuable. Um if you are going to choose to go to school and that's your end game is get into the film industry or the video or, you know, any kind of content creation, mm-hmm. I would recommend getting like business classes because they Preach. don't understand that's the gap. Like yep. um, creatives sometimes don't like the financial side and the planning side. You still have to plan it just mm-hmm. like a business. If mm-hmm. you're doing a film, you still have to do all the it's almost like its own business. You have to get a business plan. You have to budget out everything mm-hmm. um and they like to be like i don't want to deal with that of course you yeah. know i get it um i'm a weird creative where i like both and that's a good thing yeah you got to find that that mix you got to get in the middle mm-hmm. somewhere because you're going to deal with business people at some point mm-hmm. you can be as creative as you want to right you can just have all of this freedom to think and and write and create that's awesome beautiful but at some point, you're going to have to talk to a financier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at some point, you're going to have to talk to somebody who's like, I, I have a deadline. Mm-hmm. And all of that 
fluffy stuff you're talking. That's what I hate thing to do yeah. with this clock, which is ticking right on the same time every day. Mm-hmm. So, um, no, that's a, I, that's a great point. Um, I've never heard anybody say I, I wouldn't go to film school, yeah. but I understand what you're saying. Get the experience there, mm-hmm. but also get some business classes in you because that's going to take you much further. Yes. And learn how to be an entrepreneur because most of the time when you get into the film industry, you are a subcontractor or you get hired on per project. Mm -hmm. And so you have to manage all that on your own. And I feel like that's the struggle I see with a lot of them is managing all of those things, invoicing and, and, Mm -hmm. you know, insurance, if you do rent equipment out, like Mm -hmm. if you have your camera and stuff. Um, And there's so many aspects um, that's on the business side and that's mm-hmm. not what they like to do. So yeah. it's, <laughs> yeah. And you don't want to just go out and hire a business manager cause then you're losing money. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, and specialize in something you really want to specialize in. That's what you're going to get good at. You know, I chose my niche in the industry with set design mm-hmm. and now I get hired by ad agencies to do their commercials mm-hmm. and, I'm the kind of go-to person for that. Yes. And you have to get to, that's where you're going to excel in your paycheck. Find a niche. You know, yes, find your niche, get really, really good at it. You know, it's good to do all of the things at first because you have to have a basic understanding, mm-hmm. but then to niche and get really good at that one thing because then you will get paid a lot more money to get hired for that one thing. Yes. Um, so that would be my advice. And, you know, go for, and what I tell people too is, like, what's the one thing if you, if failure was not an option, like, what would be that one thing that you would do? Mm. Like, what's that thing that you're afraid of? Or mm-hmm. what's the thing that you're like, oh, I can't do this because of that, that you're making excuses of? Mm-hmm. Um, if there was no opportunity for failure, and if you really think about it, what would you want to do if there was no opportunity and then that's what that's your true desire like that's what you should be doing right and that was kind of the jump into the film hub there's a lot of opportunities to fail here and crash and burn and lose so much money Uh so much of my family's money right and if you let those consume you Mm -hmm. you'll never never take that leap right um and i think the best thing is like it has to be at the right time too and that was a lesson that I learned. You know, I knew this was, I knew that God gave me this vision of this space. Mm-hmm. And that's where it came from. So I knew it was going to succeed. And yes. that kind of let go of a little bit of the fear there. Sure. Because I was like, okay, this is your vision. I'm going to execute it. Mm-hmm. But then along the way, it's like, you have to figure out when the right time is. Mm-hmm. Like, we, I drove by this building um, a year before we bought it. Mm. And I was like, that's the building. I just knew. I knew in my gut, like, he was like, that's the building. Yes. That's what you're getting. Yes. We tried to get the building. They told us no. It was not for sale. It was not an option. Okay. So for months and months and months, it was actually eight months, we continued looking for the building. And everything was falling through. And I was so frustrated. I was like, dang it, you told me this was a building that's not available. Now what am I going to do? I can't even start this business now because we need a building first. Yes. And it was just the right timing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when it was the right timing, everything fell it into place. And we, yeah. it became available. They decided things happened. Those mm-hmm. eight months that changed where they decided to sell the building. Yes. And 
it's just sometimes you move when you're supposed to move, mm-hmm. but it's not quite time. It doesn't mean that anything's wrong or right. that you're going to fail or that it's just there's a right timing for things. That's and right. And I think people have to figure that out. Yes. So anyway. I'm happy you figured out that this was the right time to do your first podcast ever. Congratulations. (laughs) You (laughs) You did great. This was amazing. And that's really good advice too. So I'm really happy that you made it and and, uh, we're doing it. Yeah. We're doing it now. Thank you. Absolutely. The Film Hub. I want you guys to contact Lauren. Uh, Look at the website, thefilmhubinc.com. That's thefilmhubinc.com. At the Film Hub Inc. on IG, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, everywhere. Okay? Thanks so much, Lauren, for being here. I really appreciate it. Cheers to you. Cheers to you. (laughs) (laughs) Same business, different day. Thank you for listening to Same Business, Different Day. We truly appreciate your support. Please like, subscribe, and leave a nice comment on all platforms. It really helps our show. The Same Business, Different Day podcast is produced by A Different Day Radio, Star Fox Media, and James Russell.